welcome back to We Bought a Mic for Good Mic Hunting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a series on Mr. Robin Williams, esteemed actor, comedian, and uh, animation superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name is Ernest. <sighs> oh, let's see. My voice is a little bit hoarse, so I'm still going to try and do this. One pod ahead of the podcast, two mics ahead of the one mic. <laughs> I lost. I forgot it. A little hot there. Yeah, it's because yeah, it's because your voice is so. Yeah, hoarse, it's because right? the, the hoarse yeah. voice. That, like, that's really the lost problem. It's me. okay. I get it. Got a pot to live. Got a pot to eat. Mm-hmm. And what's um, your, and what's your name? And uh, my name is um, Hunter. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what it is. I did. I was able to get that one out. And I'm Drew, and uh, I'm excited to talk about Aladdin this week. Possibly uh, the biggest movie of Mr. Robbins' entire career. You could say. Um, Financially, is it? This is. It's either this or Awakenings. <laughs> Financially, it is um, Night at the Museum. That makes I sense. I mean, this is definitely got to be up there. This is the first animated movie to ever cross the two hundred million dollar threshold. Yeah, and and internationally, it fucking slayed out. Mm. It, it went so hard. It got like what? It's. I wrote it down. I think it's about five hundred mil worldwide. Yeah. Well, I'm, over 504 million worldwide uh for a 2d movie whose budget was 28 million dollars even with all these celebrities and honestly really brilliant animation like Mm -hmm. really good animation and like you know coming up with songs um etc 28 million dollars that ain't shit that's nothing you know the budget for the (laughs) new aladdin was 180 million dollars oh yeah, and it, it did do really well still, but yeah, it still made an easy billion dollars. <laughs> that stupid Guy Ritchie film. No, none of us have seen that movie, right? I've seen it. Oh, you I saw, saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. Um, it's really bad. Did you talk what? about it on the show? I think, I think that I did. Might have. Yeah. yeah, I think I did. Well, because the thing is, like, it's a movie. It's a cl- it does the thing that all live action movies do, where it's just like you watch it and you're like, why? Just like I just the whole time I was watching, I was like, why does this exist? Especially even something like Aladdin uh, more than the Lion King. Aladdin just like has to be animated. Aladdin is one of these movies that's like it shows the power of animation that Robin Williams can fucking be 27 different objects in like a 30 second monologue that he's giving. Like, that's insane. Exactly. It baffles the mind. Why would you try to make that live action? Yeah. So so this is the thing. So that this is why this is the most important movie, Um, because this role was made specifically for him. And he and he was made specifically for this exactly. role. Exactly. And and not only that, but it's also a situation in which they had to create whole cloth this character from scratch for one person. Yeah. When wh- at what other point in any movie do you have cuz cuz in a performance like a traditional performance where you see the actual actor, there's a certain level of, you know, established um relationship you have to the person yeah. already when they're, they're like you know it. they they have like schematics for what the animation will look like they had to cr- like craft so much animation around robin just going off right yeah so much of it like reading into some of the the like behind the scenes stuff the animators the animation team like kind of hated robin williams because they like did 
broad animation for this movie and then robin just went into the studio and was just fucking just shooting from the hip with all of these references and everything else and then they just had to go back in and reanimate everything to try to bring what he's doing to life so i've just realized one great benefit of being on video now is people get to experience what everyone who's potted in stew knows but not maybe not the listener which is mm. that i spill every single drink oh no did it happen all over my mouse pad just now oh wow well at least how it much didn't was spill it? on your laptop oh the laptop it was a lot a lot of money <laughs> oh a lot of liquid on the laptop yeah. no, i'm joking um it's fine it's it's fine dried it up with the heat sure the, the old shirt Sick. Yeah, well, look at us. We're we just have a, both, we're both wearing shirts from <laughs> from and after that on, yeah. on Instagram. Little little boutique uh, rip off t shirt guy. I love him. So now Chad so now you're just that. repping people on the pod. Now you're I just letting rep, it. This is you know just what, this one is, guy yeah, named Edgar who lives in like Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you know what? Check out and after that. Is that a, is a free. Zillennial Canon has um, super yaki. Okay. <laughs> we have Edgar. Yeah. Um, I did actually want to talk about kind of how this movie like changed everything for disney because this was of course like the for first... animation in general well, yes it did that but like disney for like years and years and years like decades never actually made a profit on any of their movies or they barely made a profit but then it was all about playing the long con it was all about then you have the merchandise deals and then you make the rides and you set up the theme park rides and like it was all this big long winded way of eventually making money and then with aladdin they kind of broke the formula a little bit and now even to this day whenever Disney or DreamWorks or any kind of animation studio is trying to make a film, they think to themselves, okay, for the main supporting character, can we get comedian X to play this role? Chris and Pratt. yes, like it's all trying to find to capture what Aladdin did so well yeah. to the point that it really kind of sucks when you're like shoehorning in like pop culture references into any other animation. Yeah. It's a miracle that this movie works despite it being kind of the originator of that. Exactly. style. So I yeah. had sort of been honestly putting off watching this movie. You might not believe that I would do something like that. Uh, partially though, because Fern Gully kind of left a sour taste in my mouth with, with 2d animated movies. Um, I had never seen Fern Gully before and there were a lot of problems um like i really admire the movie for what it was trying to do and what it effectively did for a lot of people but i don't think it was good entertainment well it's it's a kids movie there's a certain level of uh, you know kind of curve that you have to go into when you're watching it, a movie made for Fringoli felt like it was for like little little kids it is um and this movie is for every age of kids right um, well and not only that but like this disney renaissance era um of movies like they've aged so well there's like when you look um at the whole disney animation canon which i mentioned briefly when i talk about uh encanto which is the 60th anim disney animation movie when you look at all 60 there's a lot of clunkers in there yeah totally. um so they don't all age they all haven't aged well and they all don't completely hold up but i think aladdin is in the conversation for if not if not like number one definitely top five so of the entire thing i was blown away 
re- like I had seen this movie. It was never in my rotation as a kid. Uh, not many like of these 2D Disney movies were, except for like the old old ones, like Jungle Book. Uh, this movie is so good. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so good. It's perfect. We, I mean, we can mention up front the the cultural. Uh, <laughs> Well, it, it has a disclaimer now on Disney+. I know, Plus. Yes. it does. Uh, whether or not that's like the move, I, I don't know. You'd have to ask someone, you know, someone who's actually affected by... Yeah, we should say this is three people who are not of Persian descent, so right. uh, but, so we're, really we're dealing with to talk about that. But. We're dealing with some ethnic stereotypes here, and I mean, bit larger than that, we're dealing with just an entire cast of ethnic characters who are 100% white people uh, voicing them. Literally, I was looking through. That was one of the wait, good things of the wait. The, Scott Scott Weinger is white. I know he's a white I hate dude. To break, I was. I is was, Linda Larkin white too? I was looking through. What is this? Oh, it's Aladdin. Sorry, oh. I, <laughs> I, I was trying to that? look up the uh, um, the actual what's it called? The disclaimer. Okay, so when you put it on Disney Plus, uh, oh wait, why isn't it coming up? I guess it only comes up if you like haven't recently watched it. But it basically says like this uh, shows this depicts dated um, cultural references or something like that. It doesn't say like racism or or um, I wish I I could. Oh, there we go. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it and spark and it goes away. And spark conversations to create a more inclusive oh, future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. Bravo to you, Bob Iger. And that, <laughs> by that token, put fucking Song of the South on Disney Plus, you cowards. Cowards. Okay? All right? If Zippity this is what we're doing. Zippity day. Yeah. So my oh my, what a wonderful. Of, of this main cast, the most ethnic looking person is probably Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Who looks, Zazu. who looks like maybe he has like one grandparent who wasn't entirely white <laughs> real quick um i did want to say do you guys like gilbert godfrey in this movie or is he like 25 percent too much i don't think he's too much Zazu's like Gaia barely in the movie watched this movie with me and she said i want to hurt gilbert godfrey <laughs> no don't protect hurt. you not, I, Albert, I think he not. might have the worst voice of any human being ever made and i'll let the listeners vote on that because you are also currently listening to me talking on a podcast but Mm -hmm. um yeah no i i gilbert does kind of he does feel redundant a little bit to robin williams also doing his shtick there's sometimes when zazu's trying i think zazu has like i can't remember what it was but there's like one like zazu gets like a, a pop culture joke in there i was like uh all right we we have robin williams doing all of this are you trying to say iago Oh, wait, Zazu is fucking uh, Lion King. Yes. God damn it. Iago. <laughs> there we go. So ignorant. Very, very similar bird-based <laughs> character. So fucking ignorant of, of bird culture. Um, yeah, Godfrey is Iago. I, I like him as Iago. Um, he's not in a ton of the movie. and He's in way too much of the sequels. Let me tell you that. We'll talk about oh, the sequels I mean, later, I believe that because he, he agreed to still be in them. Um, but I think I think he's a good one, too, with um, Jafar because Jafar is uh, conniving and snivelly. Just just, bad. you know, he's pure evil. And I like the character Iago. Like he almost feels like at the end of 
the movie i could see him making like a a hero turn and yeah. like joining you know the, the good side what's well, a good balance like th- again that's something that's aged really well is like the movie has it knows when to get sinister and like dark and also when to get super funny and wacky and it's a really really good balance like that's what ages well in this movie because i feel like a lot of other kids movies not necessarily contemporary but like just in general they either go one too much on one side or the other they go too dour and not enough like kind of levity and then you're kind of left kind of scratching your head or it's like too wacky and it's just off-putting you gotta have a little bit of both especially with a story like this that has like such kind of elevated peril and stakes yeah. another good choice i think was which is something they would continue to do is ca- uh, casting someone who has more acting experience than they do singing experience even though it is a musical role and scott winger aka steve from uh full house Ooh. dj's boyfriend who his no, whole deal is that he eats food a lot yeah <laughs> he's just hungry he yeah. wears a letterman jacket and he's just always eating food um love love him on full house uh they would go on in lion king of course to cast jonathan taylor thomas from home improvement yeah. as simba uh, again not known for being a singer but he can handle it enough because if you really listen to scott uh wanger in this he's not a great singer um he's a lot weaker than jasmine like in a whole new world but you don't need him to be a great singer you want him to sound like a real person and that's what you get out of it yes no 100 percent. you're right on that it, and it is funny because we keep kind of talking about like the peril and the action and it's interesting to think about that in the context of where disney was at this point in time because this is very much like a for the boys kind of disney movie because there is like think about it though like no girls there allowed. was no 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 but like little mermaid beauty and the beast like disney was kind of on a string of these princess, princess movies which i think both little mermaid and the beauty and the beast are perfect films 10 out of 10 perfect films especially beauty and the beast is a masterpiece um, that movie looks like stupid gorgeous it's it's incredible it was nominated for best picture for a fucking reason man um but this was kind of a movie that was like something like we need to get boys to be into our to want to buy our disney products too so it's interesting that this wasn't in the rotation for you because let me tell you this was 100 percent in my bag as a kid Mm. i this is one of those movies along with like toy story and lion king were in hercules were like i wore the vhs fucking out that see movie. that was me but with like tarkovsky movie yeah. oh, and like bergman yeah, and like max keebles you were like <laughs> that type of come shit. and see guy yeah <laughs> so hold on so let's let's talk a little bit we'll, we'll get into like the details of the movie but i want to talk about this since you brought it up so i am obsessed with the disney renaissance like that is one of my favorite things in like, like modern the 90s movie. renaissance yeah yeah, yeah. 89 it's, to 99 it is incredible so disney had like the golden age where they put out like alice in wonderland and cinderella and they, Peter they Pan. just yeah they had like essentially no competition lady in and the animation Tram. Back then. like mm-hmm. they were just fucking steamrolling everyone sleeping beauty 101 dalmatians sword in the stone jungle book like just absolutely slaying and then it kind of comes to a little bit of a of a tumble with uh, the rescuers, Fox and the Hound, and Black Cauldron. Hey, I love the rescuers. I, I love the rescuers down under. Yes, I love both of those. But yeah, you are right. Like financially, yes, and yeah. culturally, 
so, not so much Black Cauldron comes out in 1985. Which is an incredible movie. We stand. We yeah. stand Black Cauldron. Genuinely a scary kids movie. Right. Well, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. It, not, it doesn't have upsetting. the balance. It doesn't have the balance. And at that point, everybody was like, Disney's done. They're done. It's over. The Cinderella magic has completely evaporated do we think that was there a new yorker article that says has the clock struck midnight for walt disney oh my god (laughs) because if so can i go back in time and write that article absolutely uh Um, so so in comes john musker and ron clemens yeah man with a little movie called the great mouse detective and quietly probably two of the most significant filmmakers of yeah. the last like 50 years yeah like 100 percent. Th- their impact on like film as a whole is pretty fucking and insane i i rewatched great mouse detective um recently because blank check just did a musker and clement series um Ooh, what what and i don't podcast? know what you're saying no I, and no, that movie you have to bleep we can't that. even show beer brands on here <laughs> Yeah, but bleep just did a bleep. <laughs> and Great Mouse Detective, uh, it's a good movie, but I can tell that like it wasn't quite what Disney needed at the time. It wasn't like exactly the type of movie that was going to send them back to their glory. Um, but then they do a little movie called The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when everything changes. Yeah. And that's when everything explodes. That's 89. Yeah. Mm. Um, they didn't do Beauty and the Beast, but then obviously, like you said, you know, that gets them their their best picture nom. Right. At that point, it's like boom. Beauty Disney and the Beast back. So Beauty and the Beast Full is the force. first animated movie to ever make a hundred million dollars. And then a year later, they more than doubled that with Aladdin. Yeah. They so, just like shot out of the cannon and here we go. Now we're off. Here's a galaxy thought. Do you guys think that there is a pretty viable argument that Ron Clements and John Musker are partially responsible for why the city of Orlando is so big right now? Because yeah, it's because Disney that there is a big city here. Yeah, Disney peaked in the '90s. Orlando peaked in the '90s. Yeah. Orlando became a hot city. Do you, yeah, no, is Orlando Apex Mountain uh, for Orlando is the 90s? Our, because also yes. the Orlando magic, we can bring in that. Universal <laughs> was was doing shit here, like like live shows. Yeah. Um, Ron Clements and John Musker are responsible for the housing crisis in Orlando. <laughs> and I will blame them on my inability to actually afford to buy a home in Absolutely. the greater Orlando you area. Bet your fucking ass I will. Um, they they rule hard. So yeah, they, they go Little Mermaid, which pops off. Um, it's a very good movie, by the way. Um, even though it's still for girls, it has cooties. <laughs> it's a girl movie. Yeah, I like it's the, a perfect I like, movie. It's, I like the freaking lobster crab. It the music in Little Mermaid fucking slaps. It's so fucking good. I think "Kiss the Girl" is like might be in the top three Disney songs ever made. I think that song is like it just sings. Go off, just beautiful. Three years later, Aladdin. Yeah. So at that point, you know, the money that starts rolling in because of these two humble animators is unprecedented. And that, I mean, at this point, like we're cooking, baby. You know, you've got, um, uh, hold on, I lost my place. Um, you've got Lion King after that, comes which is for my money, the best of yeah. the entire, which was like, run. that was like a B team Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, um, they're not involved in that Lion King, are they? No, they aren't involved in Lion King or 
Pocahontas, which was both or Hunchback or Goofy. Notably, uh, I just because this is like a side tangent off of Aladdin, but you mentioned it uh, with Lion King. The B team was working on that, which is why like some of the animation like is kind of like funky. It doesn't wholly work is because they had their best animators working on Pocahontas, which is a drastically worse movie and a movie that has aged like fucking milk. It's it's not a great Um, movie. And then, but then in 97, they go Hercules, which fucking love Hercules. Stylistically and content wise is the movie most similar to Aladdin. Like yeah. it has the most similar feel where it's like, it, it's silly, you know, well, but, but also has like a big feel. There's something it. amazing about Hercules, which is that Musker and Clements, they, they bring in the bag with back to back Little Mermaid and Aladdin. And they're like. Mr. Mickey Mouse, can we please make Treasure Planet? Yeah, they just want to make can tre- we all they've wanted this entire time is just to be able to make Treasure Planet. That is the dream. And and Mr. Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse is like, get the fuck out of here. Mickey Mouse like pulled a James Cameron is like the technology has not oh, advanced to the point. Oh, I'm not gonna let you make any oh, of the projects you want to make. Oh, you need to make oh. me more money, Heil Hitler. <laughs> and now I need you to make a. Hercules, <laughs> which rocks. Yeah, but the, there's a there's a tinge of that movie. I love the movie, but there's a tinge of like bitterness, just like slightly in that movie, where they're just like, we're just doing this for the money. And there's even like a scene in that movie where it's like Hercules is becoming commercialized. No, that's the best part about Hercules <laughs> is when he's like revolting against the disneyfication of the hercules brand <laughs> and so hercules fucking slops that yeah. movie's so Oscar good clements are just like I they're so it. bitter they're like we just want to make our fucking space treasure island in space movie and yeah and then eventually they make it and it's it, fine it ends the entire <laughs> fuck fine. it crumbles the entire industry <laughs> The whole animation studio goes under <laughs> and they have to like just fire early, everybody. Early 2000s were really weird for animated movies that were not 3D because 3D movies, you know, Shrek it's... came around around now. And then you have like Treasure Planet. Do you remember Spirit? Yeah. It's another early yeah, 2000s Spirit. one that was just sort of like, I don't know. I remember being in the theater and feeling like I've seen things well, more Shrek, magnificent. Shrek ended everything. Yeah. Because like. All the kids were like, oh, I want to fart with Shrek. Well, it's because the problem was Shrek came out and it was a sensation. And Shrek is like satirizing as much as a children's film can be a satire. Everything that Disney stands for. Yeah. So when Disney still tries to come out there and make their like sincere adventure stories of like a man and a woman falling in love, then it's just like it all feels disingenuous. Yeah, like post Shrek. And then they, yeah. you know, they try to come through with like Princess and the Frog, which these guys also worked on in 2009. And it was just past the time of doing a yeah, I, princess so movie. Which a lot of people. Is, yeah, people ride for it. A lot of people love that movie. To be honest, I saw it once right whenever it came out and it didn't really do anything for me. Have you Which one? Princess and the Frog. Oh yeah, that's Musker and Clements. I I'd probably put that towards the bottom of their I actually have that one at the bottom. I think it has a lot of good stuff in it, but overall it doesn't like quite work. It's a nice movie. It's not yeah. bad. Um I just think that, you know, the the perfection of Aladdin and yeah. like just the the perfect synthesis of what they're trying to do there it they can't quite recapture it with 
Princess and the Frog. They also did Moana. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, but then they got their fucking fastball yeah. back with Moana, which yeah. Moana is. I I like re- have Moana on like rewatch that fairly frequently in my house. Moana's yeah. great. Moana's awesome. Great fucking music. Yeah. To our favorite yeah. lip biting man so out there. So in between Princess and the Frog Talking and Moana, about Lin-Manuel Miranda, we have of seven years in between Treasure Planet and Princess and the Frog. Uh, another seven years. What kind of what kind of drugs do you think they were getting into with like their unlimited money that they had? I think benzos. <laughs> Come on the show, John and uh, um, John and Clem. Yeah, well, you know that's 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 interesting because John I feel like they had like the coke energy had kind of left them at this point. Like they were kind of beyond all of yeah. that. You start doing what's close to heroin, but not quite. You know, yeah, which is yeah. benzos. So. Congrats to them killers. Good job by you. Um, okay, so this movie, um, which by the way, like I think is just far and away the best of the Musker and Clements run. Like I know that there's Little Mermaid stands out there, like I know, but I think that this is like perfection, and I think that part of that reason is the songs. You would so say that because you're a boy. I I we gotta give it up for um, Alan Menken who did the music mm-hmm. and every single song in this movie is a banger. If you, if you rearrange the letters of Alan Menken, you get Lin-Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no news. He's back. Awful news guys. <laughs> He's no, still biting his lip. These, yeah. These songs are very, very good. And also a lot of it for me, at least is the fact that the animation is keeping things moving mm-hmm. during the songs because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of musicals especially ones for children can really slow down uh, during songs so for that i was gonna ask you what's your favorite song in this <sighs> that's tough i mean the most iconic is like a whole new world obviously i think a whole new world is my it's... least favorite song in this <sighs> entire movie God, fucking Bill Simmons hot take over here. No, I just I think that, that song has been like overdone to death. Like it's just low efficiency song. On that one. <laughs> it is like I think that I think for me it's either one jump, yeah. which is a perfect musical song. So it's literally good. it's moving the plot forward. It's introducing the care our lead character and making him like charismatic, but also you learn about his story and like what he's his trials and tribulations are. Um, there's that or it's friend like me because friend like me is just just animation is at that, its fucking is that finest Genie's yeah that's intro. genie's intro that's my favorite definitely um prince ali is also just fucking yeah. gorgeous Com- compare compare city. friend like me to robin williams's intro song in fern <laughs> oh man just like the Man, the most well, dated thing only, you could ever if hear. If only he like life. could rap. Well, the body, like the body rap is like maybe sixty seconds long. Like it, it, it comes felt, and goes. It, it felt quick. really long. No, it is quick. No, I because I, I clipped that, it. it just, I clipped it, felt, it for our Twitter, and it's it's literally. I think it barely <laughs> goes sixty seconds. This is a full on number. Yeah, and Robin pops off. Yeah, he's so good and. Okay, so you mentioned the sequels, right? Obviously, Robin's not in Return of Jafar, but he is all over Prince of Thieves. Mm -hmm. In Prince of Thieves, they dial him up to like 13. It is way too much of the wacky references, off the walls, bouncing shit. I like that for the most part in this movie, it is contained to this song. There's a little bit of little bits here and there. Like he comes in and does like his little 
you know, Jack Nicholson impression or whatever he likes to do, <laughs> but it doesn't take over the movie. In, in in or King of Thieves, I should say. I was saying Prince of Thieves. Prince of Thieves, a and completely King, different movie. <laughs> in King of Thieves, he is like every single second that he's in this movie, he is just like just doing references or like wacky voices and characters. And it's like, man, my guy, like it's let's, too much. Let's tone it down it's a little bit. It's the same thing with um with Return of Jafar, but that is man. Return of Jafar, I loved that movie and uh, King of Thieves as a kid. Um, Return of Jafar is just fucking atrocious. It's like borderline unwatchable. Yeah, I didn't even revisit it. It's it's so bad. Um, Notably, Robin Williams is not in it because um, I guess we can talk about it now. Robin Williams is pretty fucking pissed whenever this movie came out. He didn't get any of the return on the fucking box office. So... Of course, we mentioned it before. This role of Genie was written for Robin Williams. They had Robin Williams in mind. They were like, Robin Williams, we need you to take this part. He said no at first. He was really hesitant. He was like, I don't want to be in a kid's movie. Like, that's people are just going to view me as a child movie actor now. And that's going to tarnish me as like a film star. Remember, like he just made Awakenings a couple years ago. He's trying to be taken seriously as an actor. Mm -hmm. You don't want to take the animated voice acting route now, especially in the early 90s when this was not a normal thing for uh, prominent actors to do. So he said eventually agreed to do it after cutting a deal and his... uh, caveats to him agreeing to me in this film was like i'm going to only be in x amount of scenes and like i'm not going to be in any of the marketing of this movie and then disney says uh thank you for not (laughs) putting that in writing because we are going to slap you holding the name aladdin on the vhs and on the poster cover and have robin williams up at the top of everything yeah And and that that is like what I was saying earlier about how it changed the industry, because that you can draw a direct line from that to Shrek, because the posters for Shrek are like huge names. Mike Myers, Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like that. It comes because of this movie and it changed the whole thing forever. Like what you were saying earlier, where like, that's just the thing now. It's fucking Chris Pratt is Mario. Yeah. Scott. Winders Aladdin. I mean, even it's not even all negative things. It's Eddie Murphy and Shrek. Eddie Murphy would not be in Shrek if it wasn't for Robin Williams and Aladdin. What like it's getting big comedian or former comedian or comedic actor and putting him in supporting role X. Like that just became the formula for all animated movies to this day. But also just the the marketing angle is what I'm saying too. Like that. It's not just like we're not just gonna like sneak Eddie Murphy yeah. and Shrek. Like it's, it's gonna be a major. Me, like, oh my God, is that Eddie Murphy? Yeah, it's gonna be a major part of how we market this movie. Imagine hearing Donkey's voice and being like, "Is that Eddie Murphy?" <laughs> be like, "Is that God?" That's either Eddie Murphy or Daniel Day Lewis, and I can't quite place it. So in um in Return of Jafar, what does Genie sound like? Because the guy who did it is the voice of Homer Simpson. So he's trying to do a Robin Williams impression. Oh, boy. I, yeah. That and it's sense. really bad. It's not a good impression. Um, the the sequels in general kind of have a problem. They have a direct to Disney uh, direct to home video problem, which is like for the most part, they kind of just ignore the consequences of the original movie because they're like, well, that's not interesting. So, like, uh, Genie just shows up in Return of Jafar. It's just like, I traveled the world. I saw everything. And now I just want to come back and hang out with my pals. 
Also, my uh, my shangle, my shackles are back on me because that's more interesting for animators to draw yeah. than me just being a, a like blob. amorphous blue blob. <laughs> there, yeah, their straight to video team cannot do the things that this team did. Yeah, well, it's exactly Jamie. it's a straight video team. It's like the it's really genuinely like you. They draw laughs out of just visual animation stuff, and they also like outside of just laughs it's just like something to look at man like it's it's fascinating well i i want to talk more about king of thieves but i'll save that for later because i have thoughts on that movie but we gotta we gotta get into this one because the story here Mm -hmm. is so expertly like yeah tight Mm -hmm. this movie is like barely 90 minutes long Mm -hmm. and it gets going quick and there's there's a lot that happens i mean He's like a beggar on the streets and then he goes in the cave and then it's all of that with it it all. And it all feels earned like all the growth and uh, development. None of it feels cheap. It really doesn't. It's I think that the two first musical numbers do so much heavy lifting of that. We're introduced with uh, with. Robin Williams as a street urchin guy just breaking out. And then that goes into Robin Williams. Scott. No, 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 to no, no, to Arabian Nights. Yeah, the very the, beginning. The merchant guy is. We are. Oh, that Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, that's Robin Williams. You're right. Um, but like we're introduced to that, and it's like this is the location. This is where yeah. we are. It's the, like an you, overture. Yeah, it, it is the overture, and it's like we're not in some kind of like this isn't the same magical place that you've seen in other Disney stories. There's people getting their hands cut off here, and like there's yeah. this is a dark and, and seedy again, version. If you'll just of the read Disney that disclaimer universe. one more time. Yeah, <laughs> and so. So we're we're free of any. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. Do you think that like George H. W. Bush saw this and was just like, "Fuck it, we gotta we gotta get to Iraq. (laughs) We gotta go find Agrabah." Holy shit! Um, This is the peak of the Gulf War. Is ninety two? Let's get into it. Oh yeah, H. W. We're also we're also introduced to Abu, who I I love. Abu's great. Um, Played by uh, Scooby Doo. Yep, Frank Welker. Frank Welker. It, really interesting levels of animal speech in this because Iago knows full English, English, which makes sense, I guess, because he's like, you know, there's like some magic involved around um, uh, his 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 mm-hmm. man's. Uh, then you have Abu, who basically can do a really good impression of English. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, he can, he can like it's, give you. It, it's like you know, if you ask like an Italian person to like speaking, you know, oh, what do people in America sound like? It's right. like ah, was guy Um. And then you have like, uh, for example, Jasmine's tiger friend, who yeah, Raja. is simply a, a very empathetic animal, who yeah. is also played by sweet. Frank Welker. Frank Welker is the—he's literally—I think he might just be like the greatest yeah. voice actor ever. He plays Abu, Raja, and the Cave of Wonders. Mm. And then <laughs> Robin just, Williams, he's the fucking gang, dude, ruined he's his career and all his peers, <laughs> just destroyed their entire future. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear Robin Williams do like, just can you do like panther noise for me? I would love to hear that. But even I mean, even that gets overtaken by Flea being Donnie Thornberry. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Now we're just hiring bassists to do these parts. (laughs) Fuck. Sorry. Sorry, Frank. You're you're screwed. Um, So, yeah, we we established this entire world. Um, Yeah. Jasmine, he falls in love. Abu will not will not fucking stop stealing things. He is a fu- like I would get rid of that fucking guy if yeah, if I'm dude, if I'm Scott Winger. Pal. Man, he I know, but he gets them into so many shenanigans with this shit. Um, he needs to learn how to discipline his pet. 
Yeah. Just sometimes you just gotta just smack your little just monkey. Put, a, put him on a leash. <laughs> put him on a leash. Um, yeah. Well, maybe. So I think the because I think that he's actually really good for and helpful whenever you're like in the marketplace. He, he's so he's great at stealing. Yeah, he's good at stealing in that kind of range. Yeah. But you don't take him into the Cave of Wonders where it's like all you have to do is not fucking touch anything. And he's like, cool. Remember my monkey like can't stop <laughs> stealing <laughs> everything. He's he the, basically he's shit. Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking come. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> would this would this movie have been better if instead of Arabian Nights, if we would have had like it starts inside the Cave of Wonders and we gaze inside and then we come out of <laughs> Aladdin of like Abu's asshole, <laughs> uncut gem style. Um, so where do we go from uh, Jasmine and Aladdin interacting? Which well, really, uh, really, I will say, uh, just kind of sidebar while we're going on here, this is one of the better depictions of women in one of these disney movies i love jasmine like jasmine's great she's like great. she actually yeah, she, has agency well yeah she which, can she continually is saying like no i'm not going to just be a pawn in y'all's story yes I'm, ex- I'm a woman which is even like in little mermaid which is like of course iconic disney princess yada yada um i love little mermaid Ariel has no fucking agency for the other half of that movie, and the prince just falls in love with a mute woman who he has no idea anything about her personality. It's not like yeah. the best look is, in the world. This is like progressive for like early nineties yeah. female depiction. For now, it's it's obviously she not does, because she does like she does have well, a costume new change. One, and it, she does need to be saved like over and over yeah. by, by men. In the new one, they give her like a song about how she won't be silence yeah it's, or something oh my god that's that's so bad <laughs> i didn't see it i don't know it's just like let's, i don't it, here's it, a bone it was a song you. that just like left my brain immediately as i was watching it um jafar is a really great uh creep toward her every time he talks to her it's like ew ew he is what the amazing i mean he calls her talk pussy about cat <laughs> <laughs> that is the that made me cringe so hard if talk, talk about it's, um uh you know characters that could only exist in animation you know jafar like you can't that no guy looks like that <laughs> that is a guy who can only exist he, as he a reminds drawing. me of yzma in emperor's new groove yeah like, <laughs> like, that's another like, example so yeah, just so disgusting and pointy <laughs> yeah. very pointy the pointiness there are only so many pointy, pointy actors you can get um, but they they rock. So so before we get to Robin, because it's it's a crucial note that Robin comes in 36 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. uh, and he, yeah. you know, act two like act two on the dot. Yeah. And they they use him correctly. Like he he's not overused, but he, he you know, he you can't imagine the movie without him. So but the first 36 minutes go incredibly well without him. Beer break. Um, an- another benefit for the, I for see the we did that we did this um last episode when you weren't here I had to explain the whole now we can't slowly sneakily get up anymore because people can see it yeah. and then I told Hunter like I can just clip it out of the show but he was like no you no, have no, to no, keep no. it so now 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 every time there's a beer break I, i'm gonna say beer break can i put like can we put like gopros on our foreheads so when we go to pee <laughs> you can kind of kind of splice that in yeah. I, w- I won't look down too much. There's a Zoom <laughs> guest that did that one time, but I don't know if I want to out him. It was it was <laughs> contributor. You know to who the you are. <laughs> <laughs> we can out him here. Um, um, okay, so this sequence in the cave holds up incredibly well. 
Like I was shocked because a lot of this is CGI, but it's not. Well, actually, I don't know if it is. I think the only it like is. overtly CGI is like the head of the cave the, itself. Yeah, the head of the tiger is yeah. is like super three D. But it's but a that's mix. all I could really. Be but like. the lava, I guess the the, the lava, lava has 3D. to be three D, mm, right? Yeah, the lava is three D. It is like one of the first films of its kind to have 3D animation. But since it is mostly 2D and it's just some 3D elements, it doesn't age nearly as poorly as a lot of other films that went full 3D way too early. Yeah, it also it's a great mix, even though the budget is a lot less than you would think. I and I I don't mean to put down Ferngully again, but something that really struck me about Ferngully is how the intense difference between these ridiculously detailed backgrounds and how crude the characters are as they're moving through them. There's like yes. a big difference there. That's um, not the case in these Disney movies. No, they take the time. Exactly. Well, well, and they have the money. That's, too. that's the thing is, is one reason is because if you have more money, you can afford more layers of backgrounds where like you're getting depth, you're getting fake 3d just by having, you know, uh, let's, let's just say like three different levels of being behind the main characters right. where there are some rocks who are moving at one pace as you, pan camera um and then behind that etc uh that makes a world of fucking difference but then also just the the characters interact with the backgrounds in this Mm -hmm. in ferngoli it really felt like they were just sort of like walking on top of it yeah never really like there there static yeah it it just felt like someone drawing on top of a painting and this really this it's it was way easier for me to immerse myself in this but that that's almost it doesn't even have to be a factor once genie comes in because your eyes are glued to this like epic like advancement achievement <laughs> of animation he like it is insane yeah. like it's, it's, it's some stuff that you would see in like like a 2d animated like nickelodeon show in the 2000s but this is 1992 well, you know what i mean it's so much more next level like than i that. could yeah exactly like like a way worse version of genie is in you can see in like cosmo and wanda for example you know what i mean where they they're pretty amorphous they can turn into anything and they often do like in conjunction with them telling jokes they will change form to like right well that's the thing that's that's the other thing about this movie is that like everybody wanted we keep coming back to this everybody wanted to replicate this Mm -hmm. so it's like you have this long tale of like 15 20 years of animation that is trying so hard to recapture the magic the genius of genie in this movie the level of of creativity is off the fucking charts with the way that he moves through the frame uh, it's unbelievable i mean just kind of the things i'm just like i was pulling it up as we were watching this and he just like became a rabbit (laughs) and then a a big red monster and then a dragon and now he's like a submarine and he's it's changing he's a tiny little guy then there's like 15 of him all talking to each other not to take whenever he's like taking his head off he's like i it's just everything i can't even describe what's happening yeah. in some he's of the a cash register he's here. a slot machine it's, basically, <laughs> it's, it's just it's basically <laughs> it's the best visual representation of robin williams that you'll ever get yeah, because no, it is it's keeping up yes. with his insane yes. pace of delivery that's why yeah. 
the whole idea of trying to make this a live action movie was just like inherently just a dead idea. Like yeah. Will Smith is trying his darndest to be he's, genie. He's trying to do his own thing. He's trying to do his own thing, yeah. but he's still doing friend like me. He's still singing the same lyrics that Robin Williams sang. And it's all just fucking flat. Who, who I mean, who could do this? No, it's not. It's a fault. thankless. It's, nine it's a thing task. that just it shouldn't exist. We this will. Is we why will, animation is important when we get to recasting though i actually this will be a really interesting one because yeah. this is the most robin role even more than fucking good morning vietnam which is another role that's just robin being yeah. robin this is well that's what i was trying to say earlier is that like this is even more so than that because they created it from nothing like it's a it's an entire character created yeah. from scratch it's like it's if like robin williams was not adherent to the physical form right exactly <laughs> yes. exactly it's, if he didn't have to be <laughs> in his body yeah if he could move if he was an essence like he, yeah like a, he would be an a energy. blue guy who can be, turn into anything <laughs> yeah anytime. it's it is the <laughs> exact energy of going back to that stand-up special that we talked about in our very first robin williams episode where he has like 27 different threads of jokes that he's trying to get across at the yeah. same time and he can't keep anything straight it's that embodied yeah. in two and, a physical form character. and in yeah. this form he also doesn't have to be so hairy <laughs> which is there's, great he's actually a little hair there's some hair but almost hair. entirely he hairless is, he he is like abu level hairy <laughs> in real life yeah. it's crazy his his forearms Just the hairiest arms you've ever seen <laughs> um so yeah robin comes in and it it I'm not even going to say it becomes a different movie. I was honestly expecting that. I was going out because that's another Ferngully thing is Robin is carrying like a lot of the humor of that yeah. movie. The movie is already really funny before mm -hmm. Robin comes in, but then he well, comes well in. well balanced. Yeah, exactly. And he comes in and you're like, oh, wow, this is like this movie is yeah. good. Good. Also, again, I just got to I got to shout out Jafar. Like Jafar does a lot because like you're with him a good solid bit in that first third to kind of introduce sort of the stakes of the movie and kind of what up what we're up against the adversary so to speak and then just to jump ahead to the end like the last like 15 minutes of this movie are fucking amazing it's just it's action escalating on top of action escalating it's basically a fucking mission impossible movie yeah. like the last third of this movie well, Jafar, it's just Jafar, Jafar, keep leveling up he turns into a fucking genie and it's like the most terrifying yeah. and like awestruck shit you've ever it seen will, so it's also an example of something that happens earlier in the movie that i wanted to talk about which is there are moments of aladdin genuinely being a very clever guy mm -hmm. in this movie like it happens like three or four times he gets We're, a free wish he, yeah he gets yeah. a fucking he, right off exactly. the out he of the cave wish. Yeah. that's so yeah. cool he gets the free wish um which is you know that's like a classic it's it's not like a dumb person's idea of a smart person thing like a, a few of these things are uh actual smart ideas the way that he saves jasmine is pretty clever you yeah. know where he's like oh yeah this bitch is crazy like i'm really sorry man this is my sister she yeah. thinks that fucking monkey is like the sultan isn't that <laughs> fucked up like <laughs> that's funny and then she like she's smart too so she like kind of yes oh, she, and she she yes and yeah the they whole definitely thing. well they're both ucb guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like starts to get all sexy and she's like yeah. jafar both of these <laughs> both of these characters come over here you aladdin slimy. and jasmine were taking classes back in the day with like chris gathered and like amy poehler <laughs> yeah you know? they get it no, they're like yeah. part of that whole game i heard that they were actually the original choice for knocked up 
it was Aladdin and Jasmine. And, yeah. Well, so the ultimate example of cleverness, which really like I didn't expect, it was having not like I didn't really remember the finer plot points of this. It is so smart to make Jafar a genie. It is yeah. so smart yeah. he, it, because he doesn't just make him a genie. He convinces Jafar to make himself yeah. a genie. That's and it's so his cool. own undoing. It's what traps him that in is, the fucking... That is so cool. A brilliant climax. Like, that is a really, really smart piece of writing. Yeah. You know... It's a tight story, man. To that, to that point, this is also, like, is a kind of a new shift in the Disney paradigm because, for the most part, Disney's hits that were big hits were based off of classic fairy tales it was them disney-fying stories that already existed with like cinderella or alice in wonderland or, well this like, this did already exist this it this did is, but um, this is thousand and one nights yeah but this is i mean this it's thousand and one nights is like the bones but this is like nothing like right. the story of thousand one nights it's just taking the broad the broad setting but then making something entirely new in this yeah. playground i think i think the the story in thousand one nights is aladdin finds a lamp in a cave that grants with a genie that grants him three wishes that's like and does he the like, basic story does he like get a princess I don't think there's a Jasmine character. Is, Let is, me look is it up. Is there a guy who does a Jack Nicholson impression? <laughs> <Is> there... <laughs> or yeah, because uh, I was I was pretty sure that Robin just ripped that straight, yeah, that, straight that from like clearly, a, yeah, straight from the that, ancient texts. You know, that's something that was like, ah, oh, you know, this is something for the fans. This is so, a piece of fan service they had to put the in original there. Aladdin story. Um, it goes back to like a long seventeen hundreds. Is there a like? guy i'm gonna assume mid 50s who tries to pick up a woman who i'm gonna say is i don't know 16 um <laughs> it goes is that a thing in a thousand is, one is nights? jafar 50 oh my god is jafar, <laughs> is jafar he, he's 50? a nasty fucking man he's, i it's one of those things where it's like is he 50 or is he like a really fucked up looking like 27 it would be really funny if if disney did a disclaimer but it was just for jafar being <laughs> it's like well at one point he's, he's like a slimy little dude at one point he's like 105 that <laughs> the, his old man form was like burned into my brain as a kid that like squiggly dagger that he has mm -hmm. that image was like burned into my brain from, and, uh, from a young age it, so I'm seeing Scary. I'm seeing the origins of date back to wait oh my god forever ago yeah that's what I'm saying 1700s no, no man most scholars agreed that the Knights was a composite work and that the earliest tales and it came from India and Persia at some time probably in the early eighth century oh fuck really fucking old wow yeah um, so Musker and Clemens came up, can't come up with any well, original ideas is what you're saying this <laughs> just <laughs> this has a ton of the fucking hacks. this has a ton of trappings of of a good fairy tale slash like even like a Shakespeare type story you know what I mean yeah like if you just changed location and added more magic to a Shakespeare right. story well Shakespeare is a hack like we know this yeah well sh hacks because it's multiple people multiple Shakespeare's right. yeah right the mm -hmm. school of Shakespeare um, um so so yeah and, and that makes plenty of sense because there, this is it feels like a classic story when you're watching it you're like wow this this is it just feels good i don't know it, it feels like well-worn but also not uh old and like for all the cultural issues with this movie a good chunk of that is because they put it where it should be where the story be like actually yeah. came from because Isn't, there weren't disney movies that right were set well, anywhere other than here that's the thing is like i feel like disney had this directive at this time you know like lion king is supposed to be africa pocahontas is like native american like 
hunchback france like they they had this directive to try to like represent in some way other cultures and i think it works really well in some cases and not so well in others like i it's tough it's tough because like i love mulan but i feel like mulan also falls into this similar trap that aladdin does where it's just like very very broad generalized strokes and like you can't really hold them against it too much like if 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 you think Aladdin is problematic because it just like generalizes an entire region of the world, like, okay, I get it. But at the same time, like, is the alternative any better that you just don't have so, any well, the movies thing is, so the thing, it's, with this it's, kind of representation? It's hard to even judge it in that sense because like in 1992, this was progressive. Exactly. To even put that's what this I'm trying to say. Kind yeah, I of know. really and like it's hard. Like we can't view things with the same lens that we do yeah. now. And then in the updated the thing, movie, they have like an actual brown cast, so they take but, it a step further. Oh, there's still problems with that. Like it's still directed by a white British dude, and like the cast is like people of color, but not really anyone of true Persian descent. And there's still a host of fucking issues. S- still, with the, like <laughs> new Aladdin. What stuck out more than any story bit to me. Uh, because I just generally like expect Disney movies to generalize whatever culture they yeah. they happen to take place in. It's it's the fact that it's just an entirely white cast that like sticks out like a sore thumb. If you go on IMDb and look at it, you're like, it's oh tough. Yeah, Jesus, and that is like just what you did back then. Um, yeah. but that you know that blows for people <laughs> who could have gotten jobs that needed them a lot more than like yeah. Frank Welker. I do you want to know one thing that has <laughs> aged? Um. Both like bad and also really funny from this movie. So we've talked about the music. There's notably one song that was cut from this movie. Do you know what that song is? No clue. So it's a song called Proud of Your Boy, which is the origin to the far right wing uh the proud faction, boys? the proud boys oh my god wow. their origin what stems from a song that was cut from disney's 1992 film aladdin and the proud boys think that it was cut because disney was writing a song about masculinity and like the woke Yikes. disney corporation wouldn't let them air it how funny is that that Musker like, and Clements strike again. <laughs> yeah, that right wingers are just like we took our whole identity of Proud Boys from a cut Disney. F- well, what song. do they fucking think of? Like, I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> that made the cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeez, I guess they probably hate Mulan because it's all about how a woman can do everything a man yeah. can. Um, um how- you can find Proud of Your Boy. If you just want, if you guys want to pop it on, it's they not a very good song. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, so they it, made it is a Mankey and Ashman song. Of the movie. Yeah, but it just it never actually made it into the film the itself. You can yeah. listen to it, and it's like, oh, this is the worst song. There's a reason why they cut it. Yeah. Proud Boys are really, like all of those uh, sects of uh, right wingism, especially the internet variety, mm-hmm. are embarrassing. Proud Boys might be the most embarrassing guys. They're they're just they're drooling all over dumb, themselves. Dumb boys, love that. So so these are some other uh, uh, attempts by Disney movies to to represent specific cultures. Uh, Emperor's New Groove, Peru, um, little Peruvian representation. I was here. that's Disney, honestly. Just because it's, it's in that it feels, weird. It feels time like a DreamWorks of, movie. Yeah. 
that movie rocks so hard. Atlantis, so The Lost Empire, Atlanteans. We love Atlantean representation. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Lilo and Stitch, Hawaii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aliens. Guys, Lilo and Stitch is incredible. <laughs> Lilo movie, and Stitch has aged beautifully. That's, it's aged yeah. so fucking well. It also definitely, it has like the best, I think, in my opinion, the best secondary media use after the movie because of the Lilo and Stitch TV show. Mm -hmm. The Lilo and Stitch TV show is great because it's the same writers and the same team that wrote Lilo and Stitch worked on the TV show. Also, the the sandwich stacking flash game. Oh, 625 sandwich stacker is the best game on Disney. That was amazing. Just the best. Me and my sister played that for like hours at a time. I was addicted to. In the computer room, which used to be a thing. Yeah, the (laughs) room with the one computer (laughs) that we all had to share. Man, is is this game still available? Maybe can you go on like uh, Zoomers? Um, I'm sorry, Zoomers are never going to know how hard it was to jack off in the <laughs> in the computer room. You'd have to be like, oh yeah, I'm playing a uh, six two five. Yeah, I'm on an addicting game. Everyone's got. Let me get on. Uh, let me get on Google Video. Dot biz. <laughs> Look up like boobs. Okay, so it looks like somebody boobs hot. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica Simpson boobs. Jessica Alba. Great time for Jessica. I'm just like looking at like uh, just shots from Dukes of Hazard. The yeah. 2006 yes. Dukes of Hazard Megan movie. Megan Fox. Uh, Transformers. Yeah. Megan Fox car. Hot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like somebody did immortalize this game. Um, and I am hoping I don't get a virus on my computer. <laughs> no, leave the keep the volume up. You're just play- that's the game man yeah somebody just immortalized Hell, that's yeah. i mean i feel easily, like you could probably just find the code that, from that and that just was easily that the best game on the disney games website the second best to me there was a sweet life game i think it was sort of a platformer and it was really great i do remember that game do you guys remember the um i think it was it was either that's or even or a cory in the house style game where you had to like run around the house it, it was it, that was i had one. i had a that's so raven game boy advance game and it's it slapped pretty hard yeah it was really fun it's pretty cool had, had the music on it and everything um have you guys actually bring this all the way back to aladdin have you guys ever played i think it was <laughs> get out of here <laughs> I'm trying to stack he's sandwiches. Just, he's it sounds like you're watching sandwiches. like a porn from 2001. <laughs> I wonder, is that the original music from the I, actual I mean, game? I, where would they be getting that from if not? It has no right to be that lo-fi if they like chose it. Um, have you guys ever played the... I think it came out in the 64. It might have been even like the SNES, but the Aladdin game. Uh, no, oh, it's like a side scroller. Yeah. Well, it is it's not very good. It is really it's funny. It is really funny to look at Clemens and uh, what's the other guy? Musker. Musker. They're IMDb's because there's so many video game attachments that they yeah. they are credited for while doing zero work on. They're just, Dude, the Hercules they're game was dope. Bathing in money, these guys. Can you yeah. imagine? Man, it's crazy. They got TV spinoffs. There was a an Aladdin show. Oh boy! They made spinoffs for all of the. I never watched the Aladdin show. I watched the Hercules show, the mm. Hercules the animated series. I watched that one. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit more about Aladdin as a character, because uh, he is a liar and a thief in and this movie. You know who he's based off of? 
his character design and what they wanted to craft a character. Based I'm gonna off I'm of. gonna guess a white character. Oh yeah, no no no, <laughs> for sure. He looks like they think, literally just changed think, the color of a white. Was, who was the design. coolest person in the world in 1992? Like a real um, human? Or? Yeah yeah yeah. In 1992, this is it. And think like Aladdin. Tom Cruise. No. Correct. What? <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. They modeled the character itself and the character design off of Tom Cruise, yeah. off of a young Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Just jumping around from building to building, being yeah. cool with all the ladies, so suave. And then they and then they <laughs> a just little went to fucking like, liar who's probably in a cult. And then know? they just yeah. went to like the hex code chooser and just moved it down <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever so slightly. Oh man, what I would Tom kill to Cruise. see Tom to- do. To- and then step. that makes it kind of worse that their model for like what would be a cool Persian male <laughs> is Tom, Tom Cruise. Definitely Tom Cruise. Yikes. So that's not great. But, you know, Tom God. Cruise fucking wishes he was Aladdin. Aladdin is so fucking cool. The the subplot, though, of him lying to Jasmine about being a, a prince. I'm I'm so glad that she figures it out pretty quickly. Yeah, I really am. Because Ooh. I was. I had, for, you know, I didn't remember like when she figured it out. And I, I had like written down at a certain point, like, dude, literally just tell her you're the fucking street rat. She won't care. She loves you. But we should say Aladdin wins the They Came Together Award for recognizing her man, despite the fact that he put on a big poofy hat. <laughs> he put on the big poofy hat and she still knew it was him. I know. Yeah. It's Good crazy. job by her. It, well, once he takes off the hat. <laughs> no, 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 no. She, re- yeah. He, well, he has it off and she's like, wait a minute. My party tomatoes. <laughs> she never, if he had Groucho glasses on, it'd be done for her. Yeah. She'd never recognize so, that. I mean, that's another old like Shakespeare type thing, you know, yeah, when they yeah. couldn't really afford to do much more with disguises <laughs> other than just like a hat for a guy. They're like, I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah. It's now. like, it's like I an old, I, it's an old theater thing. You definitely look familiar, but ah, who's yeah. to say? And then he's like, can you trust me? And she's and that's when she realizes. Yeah. And that, but then like, you know, after their their ride and after a whole new world, she's like, so listen, I know you're the fucking scum guy. I know you're that piece of shit. And he's like, ah, uh, yeah, I just like dress up like I pretend I to be like a fucking street rat. That but she yeah, does kind of buy into that. That's true. You know? He does continue it with another lie. I guess it makes sense because, you know, there is this law that like she had, you know, has to marry a prince. I'm really glad that her dad at the end is like oh yeah wait a oh, minute yeah, I'm I can the judge the sultan I can just like fucking kill somebody if I want I I'm, I am judge jury and executioner Jasmine's dad really bad parent yeah I wanted uh, to talk bad about leader. this yeah dude bad leader, he's bad parent. awful basically he, he's bad. George W. Bush and Jafar is Dick Cheney <laughs> yeah think about it <laughs> so, hey and that tracks that tracks yeah yeah, yeah I, I wanted to talk about this because like he is just like so easily duped like he just gets yeah. mystified immediately. I know. You, if you see a guy that pointy, you have to know. He's, yeah, he sucks. Also, he's got like a snake staff. Like, come on. And his voice is the most the evil thing. British voice you've ever heard. Here's the thing: is that originally when Jafar first proposes, like, hey. What if I just married Aladdin? He is not hypnotized at that moment. The moment that this man suggests like, hey, I could just marry your daughter. You fire him or you report him to the yeah. authorities because there's no, something this man wrong is like, with no, that, that is a great idea. Jafar. <laughs> just like, huh? well, it's a good idea, but you are old. Yeah. Also, you <laughs> dress like an evil villain. You look like a cartoon. Why villain is everyone here are. is wearing white in this castle except for you? You are in all black yeah. and red. What's up with that? And you have a snake staff, <laughs> and you have like a bird. Yeah. 
that can talk doesn't make me trust anyone more when they have well, a bird nobody knows that iago can like have full oh, functioning okay. yeah because he, he says he says like, like what the hell uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, that totally works on everyone in that room. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a bird. They're like, ah, <laughs> Just a bird there. <laughs> Just definitely a bird. Oh, my God. Um, shall we get into the categories, or is there any other, like, bits that you guys wanted to shout out? Um, let's see. Um, we mentioned that ending. Just the whole third act is great. Um, it looks beautiful. I One thing, another scene from my childhood that scared the shit out of me is whenever... Um, Jafar kidnaps Aladdin and throws him into the water like and he with the little cannonball attached to him and you think he's gonna drown that was like so scary to me as a kid because I had like a fear of drowning anyways Mm -hmm. and so just being thrown into the water he's like trying to like nuzzle his little way up to the up to the fucking lamp to rub it up against it and we do get to see genie as a submarine then which is fun yes what's your favorite genie well, that's that leads into is that, the categories. Is that a, is that a cage? A new, well, uh, a new category? Favorite the, physical form. The the first the first category is best Robinism, and I think that you could literally just pick any of the genie forms for best Robinism, right? Yeah, the best. Yeah, the best Robinism is the genie. <laughs> I I love the Jack Nicholson impression. I was gonna say that, like, that, that one always gets that me. That sticks out the most because there's no other person who could play the genie yeah. where they would what actually about... like animate a Jack Nicholson. Yeah, exactly. Just, just because this actor is like, yeah, I can do a good Jack. What do you guys think about? There's a French, uh, a French genie. I like he, I like him when he's a little bumblebee. He has a little he has a little baguette. I do love that one. My favorite, um, like, to look this at this is, is a little bee. I don't know <laughs> what the context is of this one. He has like a pink tux on in this one. This is I'm looking at like well, Aladdin. You're just toys. looking up merch. Are you on like Deviant Art right now? <laughs> no, these are he has like a big bulge. Are in these that canon? One. <laughs> no, yeah, these are Aladdin toys that were made in 1992, like merch toys. Because I was trying to see like what all do we have? Like, yeah, him wearing like a Steve Harvey suit. And mean, meanwhile, Robin only got paid like $75,000. How much he exactly did he get paid? Because it's not a lot. He did not get um, he didn't get like any kind of merchandising revenue or anything. Well, like according that he basically signed over all of the rights to that. Yeah. Bad job by him. According to you know, um, the Wikipedia, the, the Wikipedia for this uh, movie is amazing. Like, <laughs> listeners, just take a night. Just read through this because there's. There's a lot of like good bits in here that we can we don't we don't have the time to to get to, but there is a section that says Robin Wi- Williams conflicts with the studio, um, and it starts saying in gratitude for his success with Touchstone's Pictures, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, Robin Williams voiced the genie for a SAG scale pay of seventy five thousand dollars instead of his asking fee of eight million dollars. <laughs> On condition that his name or image, which is what you were saying, not be used for marketing and his supporting character not make up more than 25% of space on advertising artwork. Yeah, that was the thing. 25% on the artwork. And he like. Oh, since his film Toys was scheduled for release only one month after Aladdin. Toys, huh? Yeah. Which is the next movie. Not not like Toys Tori. No, no, it's just toys. Um, yikes! Bad beat. Yeah, I mean, fantasy comedy film. 
by Barry Levinson. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Next, toys next episode. Up. Are we doing toys? Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck, toys is a big one. I I'm sorry. I'm just like getting lost looking at all of these genie toys. There's one with him as a waiter, which is like Yo. I actually remember ever he becomes a little waiter at one point. This is like Disney printed money with all of his transformations. I know. Movie. Yeah, this is like a money print. Like movie. my god, this is just fucking genius. <laughs> So they so they good. kept him out of all of that back end revenue, and like all all the because nowadays, like if you sign on to a franchise, you sign on for all of the yeah. You get Chris Evans is getting a cut of every fucking Captain America doll yeah, that's being sold. Exactly, yeah. it's um, it like obviously it sucks for him, but it, it's so insane like the relative scale of the amount of money that you, because like. If someone were to ask you, hey, do you want to be in a booth for three weeks and record lines and right. make $75,000? I'd be like, oh, my God. And like half the lines, <laughs> half the lines are just like you're just riffing. Yeah. Yeah. You're just doing you don't your, have to really memorize bits. anything. Yeah. yeah. You're just fucking around. Great. Like, that sounds awesome. Great deal. Relatively. But also there's no one else on earth who this could be. Yeah. Right. So like he does deserve a lot more. I think that he ends up, he kind of gets overpaid for King of Thieves for returning for that As one. like a makeup thing. Yeah, because it, that that's a, it's a whole movie. Like he gets paid more than he should as almost like a, a like a, you know, a makeup kind of a thing. Like, oh, yeah. well, here's something. Yeah, let's let's look it up. Let's see if if the Wikipedia has his uh, his salary on here. This is this is direct video, was it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, both the sequels were direct to video. I guess this is in, in this time at Disney, like you one did not million dollars. The way that what he the made. way that That's everyone looks. I mean, but a million and an apology to do a direct to video and an apology. Oh, he got an apology. <laughs> yes. Oh well, that's good. At least, at least they apologize. The, the way that hey, every Robin, how about you lawyer up next time, buddy? How about you have a lawyer read through wait, that contract before you sign it, buddy? They had hired somebody else first before they knew that they that robin was coming back oh it's the same guy oh, that you mentioned yeah, earlier dan, dan castellanato or yeah whatever. so he had recorded all the lines for king of thieves <laughs> then, just in case and then poor dan just got the rug pulled out so, from under him wait real quick the rug we even talk about magic rug guys i like i like carpet the magic carpet Margin. i said rug magic carpet <laughs> I was thinking carpet pulled out from under him, which is an expression. Yeah, we love it. It looks great. It's, Rug it's pulled out. <laughs> yeah, like you know, we're, we're Disney really um, pushed all this cultural stuff under the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an expression that we all use. Yeah, every day I say this. Uh, I, it's a it's a really great character. And again, just an, an entirely animation based character. Is this like the best early like toys movie for disney mm. i guess little mermaid had some of that but like i don't yeah. outside don't of know, like man. outside like, of dolls yeah outside of like doll well, like it's just like oh there's like a cart like you can just do so many things where it's like here's aladdin in the agrabah set yeah. here's aladdin with the magic carpet also here's genie well, and he's these three different forms <laughs> the thing is also like, in addition to all that and like like having tons of appeal for boys there's still a really good princess in this that you yeah. can sell dolls of. a princess with two different characters or two different outfits yeah. who's by the way fine as fuck the yeah you gotta you gotta admit no, yeah, so is aladdin they're both they're just, both just like hot they're people. both hotties hot a whole new world baby characters. a whole new world <laughs> um yeah the, the the thing about the disney renaissance is they figured out how to milk that cash cow 
like so much. They made so much money off of all of these fucking movies. We're, like that's part I'm of the you, renaissance. We're, we're living in the aftermath. Yeah, and Our then the Orlando is, is the exactly. We would never have moved here if it wasn't for Musgrave Clements. <laughs> oh man, I would I would have actually accepted that offer to Harvard. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, but I like, would have no. taken that gig out in L.A. to work for um, Mr. Kevin Feige Spielberg? Weinstein. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You were going to be his like after hours meeting a coordinator. Or yeah, something? I was going to, I was going to help set up the yeah, You're running his, his like side IG account. His, his young talent yeah. finder. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Why you're going to be why, his why Giselle you, Maxwell. Why are you even considering Let's that? get to the categories. <laughs> yeah, are, are there any toys for um, Atlantis, the lost empire? Are there any? Um, I will say I actually had a Treasure Planet uh, little set. Dude, whatever. Treasure I was a kid. Planet rocks. <laughs> that movie's good. I it's had a Treasure. I had like a little boat, like a little plastic boat. It's it was like from. We discussed Planet. this, but my my family was way too thrifty for me to have any like movie toys. I literally like we played like Tinker Toys when I was a kid. Did you know Pick that up sticks the the guy from you're the, acting like you like grew up in like you were in like no, days of heaven and you're thing. just like no it's just me and we just played needle in the haystack all day and just hope for hope for that, well that's literally what I'm soon. saying is like I grew up like middle class and yet I, I didn't have any like my friends didn't like coming over like I always was going to my friends because we no, didn't have toys you guys played like you guys played like Trivial Pursuit everything changed when I got my uh when I got my PS2 though. Oh yeah, that, and then that, Xbox, absolutely, brother. Um, so, okay, so categories. That's Robinism. Um, yeah, I I think it's just it's everything. It's it's all of the forms. Okay. Well, what are the other nominees? What would that be like of the Robinism? Is too, it the it's lines? Too dense. Because the thing is, it's it's every time he like, talks, there are like twenty. Robinisms. It's either the riffing or it's the forms that you, he yeah but i'm, takes I'm asking on, the, those are like do you have like a things. specific one i think the jack thing is just such a specific yeah. robin thing even though like everyone does it jack i guess because if jim carrey had done this role for example who's probably the best person aside from robin yeah. that's uh he he could do a jack too but still like doing doing a jack is just like the animators would not put up with that for many right. people man you know and, and, and he sneaks a couple other things in here there's i think he does like a bob hope at one point there's there's other little things in there that he sneaks in that's the thing about this movie is like every time i watch it i catch another detail that robin williams is doing it's, that goes by for like it's half a so second. dense yeah like the speed at which he he speaks is unbelievable what's the best moment in the whole movie for robin or just in the movie in the movie i think <sighs> your favorite I, I genuinely think the, the climax movie. of him tricking uh jafar into becoming a genie just because it took me by surprise and i'm 26 yeah and i was like wow very smart good job yeah that whole climax sequence like really that well felt done. like that level of character cleverness is like that would be the ending of like an adult movie like an yeah. Mission impossible type movie you know i mean this is kind of this is the perfect blending of adult and kids because a lot like what genie's doing is like 70 percent for kids but like 30 percent just for adults like a lot of the things i just i didn't get as a kid like it was funny because genie was doing it but like i wasn't getting i didn't know he was doing a jack nicholson thing as a kid no, right, of course it's just not, like yeah. yeah but yeah i think you're right i think my favorite moment it's weird because it's not my favorite song 
but I think it might be Prince Ali. It's whenever he like first shows up, like into the castle and, he, and everything. Yeah, and he's got it's the just whole like, squad. Yeah, like that the everything is coming in just because it's like the continuation of um, Never Had a Friend Like Me. That like there's that like quick little yeah interlude of like i need to become a prince yeah, and, and then, then and then he's like oh the, you can have this you can have a camel no that's not enough and then yeah he creates an army yeah, yeah. which leads you to think like man there's yeah, a aladdin, little aladdin could have used that genie better there's a good <laughs> no well detail. you want to talk about using it jafar bad job at wishing bad job by jafar well, he, really he's stupid he just he burns through those wishes <laughs> in like i don't know like 15 minutes yeah like it just burns through them they're all just like Make me Sultan. Now make me Grand Wizard. He wasn't now, raised by the streets like Aladdin. That's why yeah. Aladdin's smart. Yeah. This is a very scrappy class conscious movie. <laughs> cast conscious movie. Yeah, cast. Well, on that on that them. note, I think I think a good nominee for best moment in the movie is like right when you're first introduced to Aladdin. Like it's a perfect character it is, introduction. Yeah, it's a great it's also a great meet cute. Yeah, you know the way that it ends, where we also because we see him, he's like thrifty, he's charming, and everything else. But then, like he get, he goes through, he does this whole song for a loaf of bread, for a loaf of bread, and then he sees some kids who don't have the same skills at stealing shit. Yeah, and he saves the or singing Um, or dancing skills. Yeah, Um, you want to talk about gross character design? Who's like the leader of the? of the like royal guard who's after uh aladdin oh that guy yeah yeah it's like ah little street rat get back here well one of the things i wanted to mention that's in the the wikipedia is it talks about like one of the best parts about this movie is that every character has a distinct shape like now in the era of like despicable me minions bullshit, <laughs> every animated character looks exactly the same. Every minion. Hey, don't looks- you dare talk shit about the most anticipated film of the year, Rise of Gru. Shut the fuck up. We're going to do a whole <laughs> series about Bob versus Kevin. In this in this movie, every character has a distinct shape and yeah. you you're just immediately the silhouette of them you know exactly what character that is you could draw an outline of jafar and you know that's him you know it's, genie and aladdin and it's everybody. funny that you said that because i had so i had D- disney seen it as a kid do you guys remember seeing yeah, it of course. yeah um and like one of the things on scene it was it would like show like the silhouette of a character and you had to be like the first to like buzz in and be like oh that's that's jasmine or like that's that's uh Pooh Bear or like whatever. And this you are dead right. That like this you could just see outline of anybody and you're like, oh yeah, that's yeah. That's and that's that's a Abu. testament to great yeah. animation character design, which is not that much of a thing anymore because I, I don't know who's the big culprit. Like I don't think it's Pixar, I don't think it's DreamWorks, I don't think you can really point the finger. It's just like this broad 3D animation thing that all the studios are doing where they're just over reliant on like templates essentially well you, you know who really carried the torch for a while is phineas and ferb yeah, <laughs> yeah phineas and ferb you know who that they is. are that is. they are geometric yeah. guys triangle and rectangle that's you all know, you i've need. been watching i've been watching a lot of home movies and home movies is really holding down the fort with like the mm. most crude animation style that you've ever seen in your absolutely. life absolutely oof um okay the next category is a new category what would you do Yes, W Y D. Fellas, W Y D. Okay. So, who are what? Who's the most interesting character? I guess the the most likable and like relatable character is supposed to be Aladdin, right? In this, so, what would you do if you're Aladdin and you get three wishes? 
Okay, you get well. First of all, before the wishes, you get stuck in a cave because a creepy old man like wanted you to get a lamp. Yeah, here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. I would. What I really, if I'm in that position, I never go in the f- cave in the first place because I do what people try and talk to me. People, whenever people try and talk to me on the streets, I pretend like I don't hear them and I look down and I keep walking. That's okay. the thing. So that's what I'm doing as Aladdin yeah. is I never actually get in that situation. If we're, yeah, if we're moving rat. backwards, I would I would blow it with Jasmine like <laughs> right. immediately. Yeah. I would be like, you'd, you'd uh, like spill a beer. Yeah, on nice, her nice, just, uh, good, <laughs> good, good, good. Nice meet you. <laughs> It would be awful. Um, she would get I her would, hand cut off. I would. <laughs> I would nail the whole uh, introductory number. Yeah, yeah. I would go. I You're the most coordinated out of all yeah. of us by far. One step. Okay. No, but we. So we should fast forward for for difficulty's sake to the three wishes. Like we've okay. gotten that far. We have three wishes with this very animated genie, and we are. Um, really horny for a princess. Here's the thing. What do we first do? things first? I'm definitely blowing a wish to get out of there. I'm not that cunning to actually yeah. you like get genie to just give me a free yeah. wish. I'm I would say I would say that. like teleport me to um just a beautiful beach stocked with shade and drinks and food, just fully stocked like beautiful beach the, and okay. chill time Here, teleport immediately. so the wish thing is so uh vague and like loose in this like you can really wish for a lot of stuff in this i would do i would do the infinite wishes thing because no, i i genie says oh he says he can't he no you're right he great, gives great part of the great rules. thing that he says none of that wishing for Damn more it. wishes i would well okay Wish's i would smart. try if he didn't say yeah. that um but you can wish for money you could wish for like a billion dollars. I would no. My first wish would be I wish that wasn't a rule, and then my second wish would be I wish for <laughs> infinity wishes. And I think he would do it. I think he'd be like kind of. He lets Aladdin get away with a lot, you yeah. know. Like I that mean, might work. he he almost lets Jafar like destroy the world. <laughs> I mean, it really depends on what kind of a genie you are and like your leniency and how much you like the guy who specifically rubs the lamp. Because for example, like for a lot, like Poppy. Aladdin just says i wish i was a prince so a different genie could just be like like have some kind of a horrible accident befall somebody and be like congratulations in writing you are now a prince you have none of the like actual wealth that comes with being a prince do something like that but if you look at a movie like return of jafar because jafar is now genie and jafar has to then grant the wishes of whoever like rubs the lamp and everything else like that and the guy's just like um <laughs> Our guy, Jason Alexander, who discovers oh. Jafar. Bad luck for Jason Alexander. Um, he like rubs the lamp. He's just like, I wish for the lost treasure of this pirate. And so then Jafar teleports him down to like the bottom of the ocean where the treasure or where the treasure is. And it's just like, whoops. And they has to burn a second wish to get out of there. So it kind of depends on how yeah, of a genie that's, you get. That's the thing is like, do you get the literal wish or well, do you get the the everything else that but goes you always with the you wish. need to think a step ahead each time like with mm-hmm. me if i if i wish to teleport me to a beautiful beach with drinks and food and you know nice chill time with shade and everything what what's next like i can't burn all my wishes and then be stranded no. on an island thing- i always i need an out you so, know you need okay. to think about that the crux of a lot of this is jafar and you can't kill him that's one of the other rules yeah but, but i would just wish that jafar was like a chill guy 
right? <laughs> Dude, what if like me and what if me and Jafar were like in ultimate frisbee league? It's just like everything just like, everything is so much easier chilled. if Jafar's not in the fucking way here. Right. Like it it would still be an uphill battle, but you have two more wishes left to figure out like the you know the law and the prince shit. Like that's you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I gotta I got gotta give it up to Aladdin because like the the momentum that he builds by getting that free wish to get out of the the cave that sets him on a path where it's like already you've got the genie on your side to help you out he's gonna be your wingman already so not only is he gonna make you prince he's gonna do a big ass fucking parade for you too just because he likes you so it's it's you kind of have to what aladdin is doing here is like master class level wishing yeah because he is like he not, read, he he read not, how to make friends and influence people yeah. <laughs> before he not he's not manipulating the genie but he's just like charming him he's just like being like a charmable guy that's you what know? that's literally what like pickup artists say that yeah. they're, doing. they're like no <laughs> i'm not he's a big dale carnegie guy I and her into blowing me um well so do we think because like technically Aladdin doesn't actually make his second wish. He's just drowning and then Genie's like, "I'm sorry, bro. I already gave you one. I can't give you a second one." Do you think that he only actually does that because he's like, "Well, your first wish I kind of went above and beyond." Okay? Like I kind of did a fucking lot. That was kind of worth like two wishes. Right yeah, I did a whole parade. Like, like I did technically not, I did not need to do that yeah. for you. All these other princes that were coming into Agrabah, they were doing like a quarter of the shit that right. I was just doing. It's also probably just like I like I can't know that you're tricking me. If you can get one over on me, go for it. But like this one, like I know that I'm doing it for you. I'm saving you. So it will count. Bitch. Sorry. See, I know that I would be bad with wishes because one of my wishes is like, I just want everyone to like me. (laughs) That would make everything easy. If Jafar (laughs) liked Aladdin, there'd be no problem. Why stop at Jafar? Just be like, like this guy's like really mean. This like head of security. Like, can he just like me? I, I wish I've I had watched good a vibes. lot. I've watched a lot of Twilight. <laughs> I was Zone. getting a vibe check. I know that, like, yeah, you have you have to word it right because yeah, it's monkey paws, right? If here. you if you wish if 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 you say I wish everybody liked me, that that could backfire so easily. That is that like, seems we like, like you a so much. <laughs> that seems like a nightmare scenario very easily. Well, it becomes like how. Um, really old like wizen stand up comedians like Seinfeld they can't do clubs anymore because everyone just laughs at everything they say because right. he's Seinfeld it would be like that we're like exactly. everyone loves all your shit so you're like this doesn't even count like well you just you become numb to it you know you know what I just thought about though Genie says that he wants to be freed and and Aladdin says my third wish will be to free you so couldn't going back to your point about like figuring out a way to wish for more wishes couldn't that just be like a way to get more wishes it's like i'll free you if you grant me like plus 100 wishes but they're like they're contractually bound anymore so there's nothing like really holding genie accountable at that point once he's Uh, free he could just be like peace and then just like evaporate out of there right he he goes to disney immediately upon like being freed yeah so then goofy hat so then what do you do once you get jasmine you stay sultan prince yeah i, I let away. the power get to my head immediately yeah 100 yeah, i'm like actually jasmine like no i'm kind of done with you no that would be such a stressful job i would genuinely convince jasmine to like fuck off with me i'd be like let's yeah. let's go let's to, get the fuck out of here let's <laughs> let's go to like ibiza yeah ibiza um and do they have molly yet 
Is this good Robin or bad Robin? This is this the is best. This might get. be the best. It's going to be real tough to beat this one. Yeah, I this, think this, this is, is as a good as you can. I wanted to compare yeah. it to um, Good Morning Vietnam because it had been so long since I saw this. This is better than that even. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think we'll see better than yeah. this. This is just, just a complete better use of him because yeah, Robin, he has like better dramatic roles coming. Like he has some incredible performances ahead of him here. But this is like it's hard to find yeah. anyone better to play this role. And it's just a, a it's a encapsulation of all his talents into a single yeah movie. It's perfect. Out at, at Robin's out of 10. I mean, 10. ten. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of intensity and quality. Yeah. It's 10. Well, I would say 10 in intensity, but I do hesitate a little bit because I think that he reaches 10 in like uh, King of Thieves and it's too much. Interesting. Yeah. It's too intense. But that's not Robin's fault. That's the writing. I'm also well, the writing I'm is just it. like the writing's like, hey, guess what? We have no plot for you anymore. Now it's just riffing. But it's also the quantity. It's like the frequency, oh, yeah, nonstop yeah. quantity of it. It's not like the level that it's hitting. It's also that it's just like. It's in so much of the movie. It's just yeah. too much of the movie, but the intensity yeah. is like still. Yeah. You know. No, so, this is so it's a, a ten. ten. It's a ten. All right, recaging couch. Where is Nicolas Cage in this movie? Where he, do you put him? I want him to be the chief of the royal chief of police, who's like after Aladdin. Okay. Okay, I like that. I want him to be, Iago. but like he's live action. <laughs> That's so good. Think about that, Iago. That's you know what I actually I like that more than it solves Gilbert you and guys' no, problem. Yeah. This is I I like Gilbert. Come Godfrey, on, guys, to be fair, guys. To be fair, Jafar. Now I see. I don't. I don't. Want Come him on, to be Jafar. He, J- the thing is, he would be fucking awesome. What if I wouldn't buy? I I buy Jafar so hard in this because the the most evil thing to a child is a British person. Oh, okay, you know, and right. he wouldn't do a British accent. Yeah. So I I can't replace this guy who did it. The um Iago would be good. Abu, him just him just going like What if he plays the poli- the chief of police, but he's live action and the rest of the movie is animated? Yeah, it's just yeah. even though he's like an action. ancillary character. Yeah. <laughs> and you see him in like three scenes, and you're like, wait, what's up? Why he's what? he's Aladdin. <laughs> Jonathan Freeman is the guy who plays Jafar. Great voice. Ends Incredible up being voice. ends up being less culturally insensitive than some of the others because he's doing a British guy instead of yeah. like trying to do a, a Middle Eastern accent. Yeah, he has really man. Done some that of much. the I like forgot at certain points that people were trying to do a Middle Eastern accent because it's so bad. Yikes. It's like it really feels like they're trying to do an accent for a culture of people that does not exist in this world. And you can't recast Robin Williams. It's it, th- like I said, the impossible. best is, is Jim Carrey for sure. I, yeah, you stole that one. For that was what I was going to say. Is if we are going to try to get somebody to capture that role, it's Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey has the zaniness. He has the yeah. physicality. Yeah. He has the ability to fucking riff. He's done this role before, basically in the mask. The mask, mm-hmm. but yeah, where like his his personality was animated, right? Like I don't, I couldn't name hardly anyone else. No, who even it's comes singular. What other like? Because let's think other comedians. Could Jerry Seinfeld have done this? No, role? no, no. It, you have no. to think fast talking, crazy energy comedians. Like, like who? Like you know, you can't do like Bobcat Goldthwaite or whatever because all he did could was could Bob Saget do this role? <laughs> um, let's see. 
Could John Mulaney do this role? Dana Carvey. He could. It it would be worse, but he he had the energy level. He, um, he I, also was I a, I love Dana Carvey. I, he was also a very good role. improviser. People underrate him now because he literally panned out so poorly. He he basically ran SNL for like four years. Like he was just in every sketch. Um, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'd like to see the kid give it a shot i'd like to see him give it a go um dude guys do you want to know a thing about will smith and uh aladdin they give him they give genie a romance genie i heard becomes, about this so yeah. genie like whenever aladdin like goes undercover as the prince uh, and everything he's like well i have to blend in as like part of your posse so he makes himself into a human um and he like falls in love with another woman it's, at, like, it's so bad and it's just like man i really hope that genie makes it with this woman <laughs> wait till she finds out that he's like a god-like creature so before we wrap up there's a couple other things i wanted to mention so I think I mentioned this at the top, but I think this is in the conversation for like the number one Disney animation movie. So I was kind of curious to see if we could do like a quick top five power ranking off the top. Okay. Oh God, on, really, you did not re- let me prepare I, for this. Before at all. we get to that, I I just thought of exactly who they would cast as Genie if they had made this in like 2005. And I'm this is not a, 100% they would have cast Dane Cook to be genie oh, oh my god he was the high Kill energy he was pop, high pop energy. culture reference comedian dude what he is was that guy they like they see his they see him in waiting and they're like so this guy can act huh? yeah <laughs> they're like the guy from employee of the month they're like the guy who showed his balls to the rest of the cooking Jeez. staff in the movie waiting oh okay, that no. guy can i just wanted to put that, that out into the world you guys are welcome that's tough um that's oh tough. boy so, the guy from employee of the month so top five what like disney animation studios so this is disney animation not pixar pixar, not pixar. is excluded from right this. but it can be the 3d ones that they've done yeah oh man so this is this is my top five right here okay number one the lion king number two aladdin number three beauty and the beast Number four, Lilo and Stitch. And then at number five, I think I'm going to put a goofy movie. Dude, a goofy movie slaps. Because that movie is fucking incredible. The movie's a masterpiece. So well. Um, Yeah, Mulan's also up there for sure. And then if you want to fold in the classics, I mean, of course, Alice in Wonderland, Snow White. It's it's a tough. lot of those I don't really have the same nostalgia for like uh, Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and those yeah. like don't really kind of speak those weren't those weren't touching points. My, for me. Peter Pan we talked about that whenever we talked about Hook. None of us are Peter Pan kids. Yeah, no way. Um, my favorite the, the Lost Boy <laughs> episode. My favorite like over the course of my lifetime has probably genuinely been Emperor's New Groove. Hell yeah. Um. I love that movie. I'm a I'm a spade head. What can I say? Yeah. Um Lion King is on there. Um Jungle Book is probably number two just because at, when I was Classic. like a small, small child, that was the movie that like I watched every week. Yeah. And it rocks by the my favorite Disney song of all time is um I Wanna Be Like You, the mm-hmm. the monkeys big song. It's like a cla it's like a not to be rude to aladdin but it's it's like a catchier version of genie's opening song it's right like, it's like a big band song you know it rocks 
Um, Hercules oh, rocks. You. Question. Remember, remember when Christopher Walken did that? In the <sighs> fuck, man. I wanna talk like you. That's what like you. Jesus that made me so mad. Christ. Those songs, man. That pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> Moana is a great movie. I. I can't do a top five off the dome. You had to, if you, you needed to brief me for this, Ernest. No, I wanted it to be off the cuff. If I'm you just going to, it. I'm not going to give a top five. I just want to shout out some other ones that are uh, great that we have not talked about on here. Did you get, have you guys ever seen the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? What in <laughs> that the fuck? Is, it's from 1949. That movie is fucking incredible. It's like two stories. One of it is, um, it's a story of the Headless Horseman. I have that Horseman. down at number 53. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't see it on... It's it's like from I have, 1949. Um, I don't it's, see it on my list. I have a letterbox list of all um, of them if you just go on my letterbox. I'm not going to look on that. Well, um, that's the definitive list. <laughs> uh, another couple, just to shout out. We talked about the Rescuers. Rescuers Down Under. Love, just fucking I love those bangers. Um, They're not on Walt Disney Animation Studios, though. They're not okay. Some of these, some of these might be a little bit because if you start to go all the uh, way back, yeah, yeah, okay. the naming might be a little yeah, bit because Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is nineteen forty nine. So like, no, then, I know, but they have case, stuff from back then that is a uh, like goofy under movie. This a goofy movie is technically made by Disney Toon Studios and not Walt Disney Animation Studios. So Doesn't count. You have to kick that shit out of there. Well, category fraud over here. <laughs> no, he's right. <laughs> Either that or we have to change it to like best 2D Disney movies, which I think is probably a better list to make. Right. Because that includes it's all a of- co-pro. Yeah. And then that that ex- that <laughs> no, ex- that still excludes things like Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff like that, because Nightmare is yeah. best- would be up there. But that's I consider that different. Oh, yeah. Than also, Moana is just a whole different fucking thing from watching. Like, yeah, even yeah. Like, it's just not yeah. the same thing. Um, So if we're doing 2D- I just really 2D, it's. It's Aladdin's up there. Hercules is really high up there. I fucking love Hercules. Those classic. are both. Yeah, Lion those, King. those are both on my Lion King. And then my top two are still Emperor's New Groove and Jungle Book. And that's not really a reflection of quality, but more quantity. I do fucking that love I Emperor's them. New Groove. Emperor's New Groove is so good. Beauty and the Beast has to be high. Be- Bella's my favorite Disney princess. I just I fucking love. Yeah, that's just because you had a dog named Bella. You connect well, really well Heather, to my sister had a dog named Bella, being, but also being um, trapped in a castle. Yeah, I really I feel will. I feel no, honestly, I think that that is like the best music of some yeah. of a lot of these Disney movies. It is just stupid animation. Yeah. Like it just it looks incredible. the way that the camera like it makes it look like the camera is soaring whenever they're in like the ballroom and stuff. It's stuff that well, like just doesn't just, get fucking done in animation. The detail of the backgrounds are it's like it's, it's jaw dropping. You, you can like it's, pause that movie and just stupid. like stare at the fucking backgrounds and it's just like the most detailed painting you've ever seen. Are you guys big uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame guys? No. I don't like it. It's it's not funny. I kind of want to go back and watch that movie as an adult because it's it's definitely like not a kids movie, like just straight up not a kids movie. What about a recess schools out? That if oh okay okay how is that that's that's a Walt Disney animation movie? Yeah, but it's not Disney Animation Studios. Um, That said, if we're counting that, that's in my top three. 
Like I love that fucking movie. Lilo and Stitch, I think, was probably be mine. I can't again. I can't do this fucking list off the top. There's a wicked. Uh, wait, list Brother Bear. Where are you guys? Where are you guys out on Brother Bear? Brother Bear was not great. No, it's not great. Uh, shout out to uh, Lisa Peterson. Yeah, Lisa Peterson. She loved Brother Bear. Our, she produced she Brother Bear. Oh, that's worked right. on UCF. the movie. Yeah, UCF Brother Bear. Uh, right. Film professor. I still get emails from her. What about a uh, Home on the Range? Two thousand terrible. Film? terrible that one i remember seeing that in a theater and i was like this is you know this is a new low <laughs> no you know it's like actually it's a disney animated movie from this time period it was probably like one of the first times i remember seeing a movie in theaters as a kid and just being like i hated that chicken little yeah well okay so so i i saw chicken little in theaters and i was like this is bad i don't like this i like yeah, it i was, was like 10 kid. chicken little was tough i i don't even i don't have that on my list for some reason you don't like zach braff the the thing during that era, so Treasure Planet like crashed and burned the whole enterprise. Like it just nobody saw that movie. Nobody cared about it. It was like this is over. Then they like shout out Brother Bear because they already had it in production. And it was like, OK, I guess we'll do this. And then you get Home on the Range, which is like the last 2D animated one for a little while. And that one's terrible. Then you get like Chicken Little Meet the Robinsons and Bolt, which is just like this is what disney is now yeah, it's just ass like just really what bad. and i that, like meet the robinsons yeah i guess i guess that it's not terrible it'd but when ass, you're comparing it to meet the robinsons it was like definitely it. funny it. but it didn't feel like as big which right. is ironic because it like conceptually it is humongous but then when when you're comparing it to aladdin it's like yeah. there's a definite drop then you get Princess and the Frog and Tangled, and then it's like, oh, okay, so they're starting to get back into, like, princesses, okay? They're starting to, like, see that this is a, a new low, and they're trying to find this upswing by getting yeah. back into and then And then they just start, like, sh shitting out bangers. Yeah, then you get mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh, which is a little bit of a step in the yeah. right direction, and then you mm -hmm. get Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, and Zootopia, and then Moana. And that, it's just like that's boom, crazy. Boom, boom, Guys, like, it, you know what's a great fucking movie is Big Hero Six. Big Hero yeah. Six slaps. That movie's so good. But now, now, like with like Frozen Two, Raya, and Kanto, like we're now in this like new kind of era of Disney animation mm -hmm. where it's like they're kind of back. You know, I don't think it's the same. I don't think it'll ever be the same well, as the nineties Renaissance. The same, yeah. They movies just don't matter anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No movie will ever matter as much as Frozen did for like the two years after it came out. Well, Encanto right now is like the songs are charting. I know the Bruno so. song is so hot. Yeah. yeah, but it's not. I still have not had a chance to see uh, Encanto, but I have heard uh, people don't talk about Bruno like a hundred times. Yeah. Wait until you find out why we don't talk about Bruno. It's because he did nine eleven. Like some sort um, of racism thing. <laughs> it's uh generational trauma oh cool yeah that okay. sounds about right um before we wrap up though i did just want to share some thoughts on king of thieves because i did see that movie and i remember loving it when i was a kid and i was pleasantly surprised that it held really up. great opening number yeah there's a party here in yeah. and uh aladdin's dad is a hot hunk that is just mm. like completely ripped off of sean Modeled Connery. off of tom cruise's dad <laughs> it's modeled off of sean connery in um in the last crusade oh um cool and so I are just, they just literally doing the last crusade but aladdin 
Uh, yeah. Why yeah, not? It's very similar. <laughs> Just why not? It's very similar. But no, it's you get a lot of like, like he's the king of thieves. So he has like a band of thieves. Right. So there's like this whole crew and like one of them turns bad. And it's like, I don't know. There's just a lot of imagery from that movie that really stuck with me as a kid. They get, they get into like the hand of Midas, the golden hand of Midas. Mm. And like all of that imagery is like stuck in my head. Then there's like this like castle that's on the back of this giant tortoise. That image is burned into my brain. So I just, I liked revisiting it and just seeing like, okay, this movie, it, it holds up. It holds up pretty well. It's not as good as Aladdin, obviously, but it's like, I was pleasantly surprised with like the, the kind of things that I had burned into my brain, kind of re visiting them and seeing like, okay, it's, it's still pretty good. It's, it holds up. So big congrats. Um, glad to know that it's age better than return Jafar. After watching return Jafar, I was like, I guess I just didn't like good things when I was a kid, and I've just given up on ever uh, liking anything ever again. Well, shall we wrap it up? Please. I think that's about it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. We bought a mic, a magic carpet ride cast. As we continue, Good Mike Hunting, Robin Williams series, Uh, please stay tuned and uh, get in touch with us, Mm -hmm. email us, follow Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. subscribe and like and share and donate thank you you beautiful donors for donating we're a lot of people have like a call to action at the end of their content we have like seven yeah Yeah, we're like please give us your money give us your money do all those things um stay tuned for next week and after that give us sponsorship next week we talk the batman the batman comes out next week Shit, I forgot. and we will continue our series with toys, the Ford mentioned toys. I'm really with more excited. Robin uh, having just Wait. having just seen the poster for toys, I'm very excited. Yeah, did you it's guys a very know, ugly poster? I just found out because, uh, as you all know, that there is a uh, Coheed and Cambria song called Toys, and I'm just really excited Bye. to find out if those two things are linked <laughs> together. It. Wait, you sang it last week. You should sing it again as we close I'm out. I'm your favorite toy. Oh. Oh my god, my voice is... Oh, that's just too bad. We're going to have to cut it here. My voice is just too shot from going to a concert and screaming at bands. Thanks for watching. Cut this like 30 seconds ago, Ernest, please. Get this out of here. Bye. Bye.